to another episode of the Lean 365 podcast. So on today's episode, I've got a special guest, I've got a personal performance life coach. It's a nice sentence. I've got Sahela Sophia on, who actually got introduced from one of my clients, a shout out Joe, um, who I really want to get on the podcast. I think it's going to be able to give a lot of value. So without any further ado, um, Sahela, give us a bit of a I suppose, synopsis on who you are and uh, what you do. Sure, sure. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. Um, So yeah, I guess in a nutshell, as you said, I'm a personal performance life coach. So I work alongside people to help them improve their motivation, get to where they want to get to in their life, improve their kind of mental well-being and kind of just be that all round support and motivator um, for people that might be doing really well in their life or might be wanting to do better in their life but either way kind of want someone in their corner um that's got kind of the skills and the know-how to help really encourage them and push them and get them to where they want to be nice how long have you been doing that for so i actually changed careers um probably just over about five years ago now um for me prior to then life was kind of very different to what it is now. Um, I was kind of in my 20s, playing life quite safe, if I'm honest with you, um, kind of safe relationships, safe job, safe environments in general. And I just really just, I was happy, but I wasn't fulfilled with where my life was at. I always had that niggling feeling of kind of, I want something more, but almost I feel bad to want something more because my life is great and it ticks a lot of boxes and I should be grateful. And um, so I kind of yo-yoed with this feeling for like a really, really long time. And um, then I decided one day, like enough's enough. Like I'm still got so much life ahead of me and I want to explore a different avenue. So um, I left behind me like a great job, but a very stable job, something which wasn't for me for the rest of my life. And um, I decided to kind of go on this exploration of what it is I wanted to do with my life, what it is I wanted to feel. And um, that's when I came across different things. And um, coaching was kind of as a result of that kind of experience and journey that I went through. That's so interesting. What you just said there, like really resonated with me as well, kind of with my journey over the last six months. I won't go into like too much detail, but probably in a similar position in terms of like very happy, like very fortunate with my life, my situation, like to a lot of people, you know, probably looked like I had everything I would have wanted, but it was, it was that same like kind of niggling feeling of this just isn't quite fulfilling me that I just don't quite feel like I'm reaching my full potential, which is kind of what's led me on to where I am now in terms of moving to the buy and kind of starting things in a slightly different perspective. So it's interesting that you said that. Um, what is it that kind of, I suppose, like, made you make the leap like, in terms of what made you go after it, what you're doing now? Yeah, good question. Um, so what, there was a few things, there was a few things. I decided, right, I need to kind of mix my life up a little bit. So I did numerous things. I did a little bit of travel. I did some volunteering. I put myself into situations I'd never been put into before. I just thought I need to try some different things. Um, and one of the things I did is I started volunteering for a charity and they supported survivors of 
any sexual, emotional or domestic abuse. And um, I worked on their helpline where you would work with people on like a one-to-one -one basis while they were waiting for their official kind of therapy or counselling to start. Mm. And I had these clients that I would work with every week. I would call them every single week. And um, we'd work together, say, for like eight weeks or ten weeks. And I was amazed at the difference of how they were feeling from week one when we checked in at week 10. And I thought, wow, if that's the power of listening mm. and using some of these skills that I've been taught by the charity, I just thought, if I can actually go and upskill myself to in this kind of area, like what impact then could you make with like a variety of people in a variety of ways? Um, and ironically at the time, I'd kind of heard a bit about coaching and I started to work with someone myself. And you know when just all the dots just start to come together? I yeah. just suddenly thought, it, it, it just sort of came to me. And um, I went and studied something called NLP which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I went up to London, I did a course, and I, I did it initially for all of my own kind of self-development. And while I was on the course, the teacher mistook me as one of the coaches in the group. And it was just like, again, another bit of a sign where I thought, oh, she thinks I'm a coach. I'm not a coach. And then that's when I thought, right, I'm going to actually look into what does it take what what do I need to do? How do I do this? And literally, I went up to London again to join this kind of coaching, kind of introductory weekend, and I never looked back. And for someone that had spent her life saying, I don't really know what I want to do with my life, I want more from it, I know I can do more, to just suddenly find an avenue that supported where I wanted to go, but also enabled me to really support other people, it, it was like it was so obvious and i don't oh, know how i missed it for as long as I yeah did. <laughs> that's incredible so it's almost like it was like meant to be that you just kind of fell to what you're doing now which again is kind of similar i suppose to myself apart from I, i've always kind of known that i was gonna work within the fitness industry i think that the coaching kind of just fell again like you into the position that i'm in now and the thing is about coaching it's such an incredible pathway to be because of the impacts that we actually do get to leave on people's lives like genuinely changing people's lives i've seen like obviously some of the stuff that you've done and um obviously heard about the people and stuff you work with and like you know we make such an incredible impact and i think sometimes like kind of links on i suppose quite nicely onto what we're going to talk about today in terms of like happiness and fulfillment but i think that you know not only just working for yourself and being able to really like you know do that at the same time but just being in an industry that genuinely we're helping people every single day i think it's like such a such a great feeling do you see yourself always doing what you're doing now do you see yourself kind of like channeling into something else in the future yeah i think this is always going to be something that i'm doing um i do see myself kind of expanding things in different ways because i want to be able to expand my reach i want to be able to you know work with more of a variety of people in different ways um but i know that the baseline of everything that i'm going to, going to do from now on is always going to be here because it feels like mm. it took me a long time to get here. And now that I'm here, it just, yeah, it makes complete sense for me now. For sure. Because you have a huge wealth of knowledge to be able to instruct people with. Um, so what we wanted to talk about today, which 
I think is going to be a huge, well, give a lot of value to people was basically just go over the kind of idea of happiness, like fulfillment, um, really talk about more of the mental side of things rather than talking about maybe more sort of fitness stuff today, really try and unlock in the mindset side of things. So I guess to start off with like, what is it that you feel that kind of causes people to become unhappy? So why is it that people get to positions to where they maybe don't feel fulfilled or don't feel happy? Like what are the kind of biggest things that you see with your clients that lead to that? Yeah, sure. So typically when, um, when clients come to me and they come from a place of saying, you know, I'm unhappy with my life, normally they've just got to the point where they are living a life that they maybe don't really recognize anymore. They might not be recognizing themselves anymore. Mm. They might not be really recognizing what even kind of, what makes them happy anymore. What, what's, for some people, it's, what's the point in all of this anymore? They've just yeah. got to the point where they can't really, life maybe wasn't what they had envisaged. Life wasn't what they expected or they thought they were going to be doing X, Y, and Z at this point in their life, and they're not. Um, some clients do come from a really, really different place, and they come from a place of, my life is really great, and I just want to fine-tune it, and I want to improve it, and I know that coaching can help with that. But yeah. for a lot of people, it's human nature. We wait until things get really bad, yeah. and then we suddenly realize, oh, I really need to do something about that. Definitely. It's kind of the same in, with the type of clients that we coach. We get some clients that maybe are quite happy with themselves at the moment. You know, they know they're not in bad shape. They, to the average person, probably appear really well, but they know they're not quite fulfilling their full potential. So, you know, they want to invest into a coaching program that's going to get them there. But at the same time, obviously, we do have a lot of clients that maybe do feel, you know, pain, like potential suffering on a day to day basis that want to get away from that and actually want to you know, find a program that's going to help them get to that end destination. What are the kind of like biggest signs of unhappiness for people? So like, you know, what would you say that you kind of know when you see someone that's maybe not, unha not happy at the moment? Yeah. So some of the biggest signs are definitely when people say or feel that they aren't feeling like themselves or aren't really don't have that spark anymore can't find as much satisfaction or joy in the kind of things that they would have done before so maybe going out with friends or having nights in with their partner suddenly it's it's lost that sort of you know that feeling of excitement or that feeling of joy that they used to get and that started to really diminish um for other people if there's something really specific that they're unhappy about um, it can have a really detrimental effect on other things, just like their sleep, their weight, um, their patience, their mood. Like, there's so many things that normally, when I kind of chat to someone on a first, you know, the first time I chat to them, we kind of look at where where they feel they're at and how long they feel that that's been taken to get there. And normally, people's moods are just hugely a big kind of that's kind of a big sign that something something's wrong when people just don't feel they can't always put their finger on it but they don't feel either as they used to or as good mm -hmm. as they would like to and as a result they are perhaps displaying or speaking or acting in ways that they don't really like or they don't yeah. recognize or they don't want to be like 
what's almost like the tipping point for these people like is there like because again like i always ask people i like to find out like why now why is it you've suddenly decided that you know and sometimes for me it's like people will see a photo of themselves that they don't like and they're like oh my god i can't believe i've let myself get in this position or they'll catch themselves in the mirror they'll you know i don't know they'll put on a dress and they won't fit in it anymore so they they then that pain is what leads them on to them wanting to make some sort of investment to improve on that is that similar to you or is it kind of just like again a little bit different it's really similar um i also have noticed a lot because i i find that i always ask this question as well because i think it's quite interesting to know where that tipping point happens mm. um for a lot of people that i speak to sometimes it's a conversation with someone else that has also tipped them over the edge so someone has said something like you are constantly unhappy lately what is wrong with you or you know their partner may have said something or their boss may have said something quite often people have a bit of a trigger moment where someone has almost highlighted what they know which is that they might be being a bit off they might be seeming to be a bit low but it almost sometimes takes someone else to pinpoint it for them to then say oh wow i actually really need to do something about this because that wouldn't have bothered me as much if if it wasn't true um and for other people i think it's a case of they have just got to the point of a little bit of despair a little bit of feeling really fed up and they have just thought right how how can i do this they might just be googling how can i get help with my life or they mm. might be asking people um how do i do this or they might be saying to someone at work and someone will say something like well have you thought to work with a life coach yeah, have you thought to sure. work with someone that can help you think about where you want to get to rather than just being stuck where you are yeah for sure what is it that like almost you think people are trying to get to that when when we say happiness it's almost like quite a blanket term isn't it because like i don't think anyone's mm. truly going to be happy all the time i suppose like you know, it's going to depend on a lot of things, but what's almost like the end destination, I suppose, if there is one that you're trying to take people towards, is it just to appreciate themselves a bit more, like the, the people around them, better relationships, or is there anything that you specifically like, you know, target to try and achieve with clients? Sure. I'm really glad you, you made that comment, actually, because a lot of the work that I do with clients initially is kind of getting really clear with them that we are never going to feel happy 24 seven happiness mm. is an emotion just like sadness just like anger just like frustration you know lots Motivation. of different things and <laughs> yes exactly yeah. and we are going to feel these things and it's going to, it's, it's it's impossible to think i could be happy 24 7 um you know life life's hard people have traumas people have difficulties we have ups we have downs um to me happiness is it's not about having no problems, but it is about finding strength in that adversity. And it's about how you handle things and mm -hmm. giving yourself the best chance of thriving. So the more you learn about yourself, the more you can install things that can help you to feel happier along the way, mm -hmm. um, the better life you're going to live. So with my clients, the ultimate aim, I really like to use the word, um, fulfilled or content the aim yeah. is that generally we want them to feel very fulfilled with their life having a fulfilling life means you will feel happy mm. and of course you will feel sadness and all these other things as well um but generally no matter what is going on with your life 
your kind of top level of things is that you're feeling fulfilled, you're feeling like you've lived a life well lived. And I want people to get to the end of their lives and feel like I gave it my best shot. I lived a good life. I've then, I've taught them my family and my friends and my partner and everyone I care about has also taken some of this. And then we're passing this message down to future generations to how to live their life the best way we can, knowing that life is not always going to be a bed of roses. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that you're never going to be happy all the time. And I think that if you're trying to find that, then you're, you're fighting losing battle. A quote that I always love, that I always kind of try to say to clients is that if it doesn't challenge you then it doesn't change you so when it comes to getting in shape like you're not going to be happy with the process all the time like, I get clients messaging me on a regular basis like oh, I hate doing my cardio or you know I hate going to the gym at the moment and I think like the reality is is that to get to where we want to get to we we are going to have to go through some hardship and some trauma and to get to that in position um I don't think that it's all going to be like fluffy and pink all the time we're just going to have this like super happy life and I actually think that a lot of the people that do have everything they've ever wanted, you know, maybe people that have just been like born into inheritance and loads and loads and loads of money, they're not really happy, are they? Because like they've not ever had to really work for anything or they've not been challenged in a way that's actually going to lead to them feeling fulfilled because they've got everything they could have ever wanted. So it's like, what what do they actually want? Like you could literally do whatever they want in life. So it's difficult to sometimes find that. Definitely. Um, And I think, I've looked at like a lot of research in this before and it's completely proven that the amount of our happiness that's dependent on, you know, the job we have or the kind of house we live in, it's, it's so low. It's such mm. a small percentage. Um, whereas, and when they've done like kind of some happiness studies and things where people are the happiest in the world, um, a lot of the time it's people that don't have a lot. And they're actually ranking there as a lot happier than people that maybe have been born into all of, you know, all of the nice stuff, as it were. Definitely, yeah. It's interesting because, like, I don't know if I remember reading this, but I've, I think I did. There's something like people in, you know, like, quite poor, like, third or fourth world countries where they don't have what they want. You, know, you look at their life and you think, how, how can that person be happy? But, you know, they've got their family around them. Like, they, they have a laugh. You know, maybe they've... I don't know, like they can do the things that they want with the people that are around them. Maybe they don't have a lot of money, but they're happy. Like to them, they're happy. Whereas, like you say, you, look, you can look at like a rich chic out here or something like that that has everything he's ever wanted, but he may not actually be happy with his life, you know, because he's, he can do whatever he wants. So I think it's an emotion that is hard to sometimes maybe, maybe actually attain um, in terms of knowing whether you're actually happy or not. I think fulfillment and happiness is something that, that I personally don't think I'm happy all the time and, and I'm okay with that because I'm always trying to seek fulfillment. Like I'm trying to seek the next level in life in terms of what I'm doing. And I know that that's not going to lead to being me being happy all the time. Like there'll be times where I'm probably not, but fulfillment for me is, is what drives me as a person instead of trying to be happy. Like if I wanted to be truly happy, I probably would have carried on living the life that maybe I was living 12 months ago where I kind of had it easy and it was comfortable and I was, you know, most days I was relatively happy, but that wasn't, for me, that wasn't life, that wasn't fulfillment. So I think that like, you should always be striving towards something. You should always have a goal in place that does challenge you, that isn't always going to be easy because I think that's what almost like leads to ultimate fulfillment. Absolutely. I think you're completely right. Always aiming towards something, 
continuing to learn, whether it's about ourselves, our bodies, whatever it is, um, that's how we feel more fulfilled. If we just mm. just accept life and, and you know, that's Maybe fine, but we're not going to reach those levels of heights of fulfillment with that. 100%. What actions would you advise people take to just generally improve happiness in their life? So say like someone's listening to this at the moment and maybe there are some days where they don't feel great and they maybe feel like, you know, is there anything that I can do to improve my general happiness and well-being each day? Like what would be like some real easy kind of quick wins that people could take? Mm, okay. Um, so there's so many things that we could we could do. I guess the first thing I would talk about and ask them to think about is to kind of stop this mentality of what I call kind of conditional happiness, which is, oh, I'll be happy when I've achieved this, when I've got this job, when I've got this six pack, when I've got this. It yeah. constantly just places happiness like outside of us. And yeah. we're putting conditions on it. Like, I really don't get it. It's like we're bartering with ourselves. So you can't be happy until you have that, by the way. Like, so I'm really so cool. guilty of that. It's interesting you say that. Like, I know for a fact <laughs> That's been me at certain points. It's not necessarily with fitness because I know that, like, for me, I've I've always, I suppose, like, been in a position where I'm happy with my body. I'm ha I'm confident. I've never really let that slip probably in the last ten years. But I've I've always been one to chase probably like I don't know like financial figures and next levels in business. And I'm always telling myself, oh, when I get to this level, I'm going to be happy. But yeah, the reality is that that isn't very healthy. And I've I've definitely kind of come away from that a little bit now. Um, but it's not a good way to live your life, is it? It's just not something that that we should be. Because if you attach yourself to those numbers or whatever it is you're looking to, you get there and then it's almost like, well, what's next? Like, you know, I've, I'll see a guy that will go through a transformation or get a six pack, which is maybe what he wanted at the start. But like his life doesn't necessarily change the way that he thinks. And if he's attached his entire success to getting that six pack, then like what happens next? Like generally that's the recipe for then probably losing the result afterwards. So what's almost like a way to maybe come away from that mentality? Because I think that is actually really common. Um, it's a really good probably talking point. It is, it is very common. And I don't, I'm not suggesting that we don't have goals and strive for things because we absolutely should. Um, but putting happiness as a condition on it, that is actually one of the biggest causes of low mood, of stress, of depression. Mm because it completely prevents us from feeling fulfilled right now. Um, and as, as people that are striving towards goals, if you based your happiness on, okay, I want to be, I don't know, I want to look this particular way. Mm. As soon as you reach that, it's a human, what, what we then do is we then, we then set another goal, you know, or yeah. we've reached this now, that's great. Now I want to, now I want to enhance it to this. Yeah, and that's yeah. a really great thing to be doing. But we want to feel this kind of fulfillment and happiness along the way. Absolutely celebrate our wins. So absolutely still have those. There's nothing wrong with having these conditional moments of happiness and boost of happiness. They're amazing. But what we want is our baseline level of happiness to be sustainable, to be yeah. something that we're always going to have. It's going to drive us. And of course, we're then going to have some nice peaks along the way where we can celebrate the fact yeah. that we have hit that financial milestone and we should celebrate those things i'm really a big believer in this and um, mm. all i just worry about is when people really just feel like it, that happiness is such a simple thing of i can't be happy unless i've achieved this 
actually be happy that you're striving to achieve it. That's where the happiness should be coming from. And then yeah. have your peak when you achieve it. Um, yeah. So I think for a lot of people as well, what they don't really realize is that research has shown that people that have created a very positive mindset, they actually perform better anyway. So it's not about, I think people have it the wrong way around sometimes. So almost like happiness is a predecessor to being successful. If you come at something from a place of feeling feeling happy, you're, I think it's 30% more productive when mm. you're happy, you make better decisions, you're more optimistic, you have higher self-esteem. So all mm. of these things then help you um, to create whatever it is that you're building towards. Um, so I think that's something just really important to think about, not and I guess it's that that saying we've all heard of, you know, enjoying the journey and yeah. still being strategic with the journey, um, but not not um, not just thinking that the end result is the only way yeah. you're going to find happiness. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's exactly the same the way that we teach clients. It's almost like it's almost finding love with the process and actually loving the, the journey instead of the destination. So like not thinking about the end result because sometimes what happens is as well with our program is like people will or just in general let anyone getting started on a fitness journey like they sometimes don't always believe that they can get to the position they want to get to so they're not always you know they don't always believe in themselves they don't have that self um self-belief so if they just focus on what are the habits that that person you know who's 10 kilos or 20 kilos lighter would do like what would that person do like and then they start to act out on those processes then generally the outcome will start to take care of themselves and then over time as they start to become more confident you know as they start to make progress towards that goal you know then they start to have the self-belief that they can actually get there in the first place but also the habits that they need to then sustain that are going to be there for the rest of their life so it really is like finding love with the journey and, and not just focusing on that end destination because yeah. reality is when you get there like you say you're either going to do one or two things like you're either going to like you say like just extend it and, and just keep trying to shoot for more and more for more and, and never actually truly be happy um or you're probably just going to go back to kind of what you were doing before because you realize that you get there and not much changes. Like you have a six pack, but it's almost like you might feel a bit better sometimes, but it's it's not necessarily what people think it's always going to be. So I think, yeah, you need to really find love with the processes every day um, instead of getting that Definitely. obsession. Yeah. And the process is, you know, that process is your life. So why not be doing whatever you can to maximize enjoying that um, while still striving, obviously, for the goals that you want to achieve? It, it's like people are losing so much of their lives to waiting for, you know, some people don't even strive towards it. They wait for something good to happen, which is even more boggling because you just think, oh, my goodness, you're spending all this time waiting and essentially hoping for a miracle that may never yeah. happen. Um, yeah. and you get people that constantly say when I win the lottery I just think no take 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 some of your life into your own hands you know yeah, you can't believe in sure. this sort of stuff up to fate um, it's crazy but I, in answer to your question before some kind of I guess kind of quicker wins that yeah. help with um, happiness I mean there's really really simple things and some of these things you know you will have heard heard, heard of them before but um, healthy habits, mm. um, fitness in the sense of training your body, but also training your mind, whether that is 
working with someone so that you've got more self-reflection on yourself, working with a PT. I really think that when we keep ourselves accountable, whether it is in a fitness sense, in a mindset sense, we're going to feel better about ourselves. And also involving someone else in that way, it gives you a lot more drive because you feel like someone else is in your corner, someone else actually is invested in you a little bit. Um, and then really simple things like taking walks in nature, doing mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, planning something quite wholesome for a weekend, um, moving your body. Um, one of my clients, she's really big on experiences and she ensures that once a month, it doesn't have to cost a lot, but she's every single month got something in her calendar that she knows she's going to look forward to because she she was quite unhappy when we first started working together mm-hmm. and she doesn't want she's got such a zest for life now and she doesn't want to go back so every month she says i've got this this month i've got this next month and it keeps it keeps these kind of happiness feelings topped up we've got to put some of the the sort of effort in um mm. and some of the other things that are really really quite helpful when it comes to feeling happier are things like learning so learning a new skill taking on something different to challenge you that's got like scientific research that that makes you happier um writing down your thoughts whether they're happy thoughts whether they're sad thoughts whether that it doesn't matter actually writing them out really helps to like relieve stress and helps you clarify and process as well yeah Um, for sure i know that um since I started doing a bit more journaling, that's massively helped me. And I always used to be the sort of person that I don't need to, I don't need to journal, I don't need to write stuff down. But it's more just like the anxiety of yeah. it. Like I used to get quite stressed with almost like having a lot of things I'm doing, like a lot of plate spinning all the time. And just generally from just spending like 10 minutes before I go to bed, just brain dumping, like writing down, you know, what do I need to do the next day, scheduling out my day. Not only does that mean that I sleep so much better, and there's actually been studies to show that if you write stuff down before you go to sleep and, and schedule and brain dump, you genuinely do improve your sleep quality. But it's just a really good feeling, definitely, to relieve Absolutely. the stress out of things. And also for me, it's something I've been doing recently as well, which again, I never thought I would ever do, is meditation. Like literally just 10 minutes every morning. I've literally really? said this like yes. a, yeah, almost like a non-negotiable for myself as well. Um, I've got six non-negotiables at the moment on my whiteboard. <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll share them all in a minute, but I put myself into like a little bit of a, I suppose like a detox for six weeks, just really getting my head down. But um, yeah, meditation is one thing that I did just 10 minutes every morning. And I would just put like a 10 minute meditation on YouTube, but it's crazy about how much it just almost like helps you be at one with yourself, relax, think clearly, like in productivity, not get distracted as well. It just really helps me like, Especially at the start of the day as well. I feel it's just such a great way to start my day. It really just helps me get really clear in terms of what I need to do, who I want to be today. Um, and then generally, like, it's it, it really kickstarts me in the correct way. Is that something you've, like, recommended to clients? I don't know. Like, is meditation your style or is that something you probably wouldn't do too much of? No, absolutely something that I recommend. A lot of my clients' stress is such a big part of their life. And they come in and this hour that they spend with me, maybe every couple of weeks, is for a start one of the only times that they are just focused on something for themselves because the rest of their life is manic with everything else going on. Um, And it's funny sometimes because they say, you know, I've got this going on, I've got this going on. How come I can't think straight? How come I'm making silly decisions? Mm. And I say, well, how much of your day do you actually just take a moment 
whether it's meditating, whether it's a walk without your phone, whether it's sitting on a bench and just and just be not on your phone, not, you know, half talking to, to your partner whilst, you know, emailing someone at work, how mm. much time? And nine times out of ten, it's not at all. And so we always start with exactly what you've just said, which is 10 minutes. And it's honestly unbelievable how much people can take from just giving their minds 10 minutes of rest. Yeah. Um, and even mm. like throughout the day, if, if they find things are getting difficult, I'm like, find two minutes to walk outside of wherever you are and just breathe. It's simple stuff that we've heard of before, but it, it works. And that's why people keep talking about these kind of things, because we have to find ways to kind of, you know, have these little interventions with it, with our mind within our days. Otherwise, we do get burnt out and we do get to the point where we feel like our heads are going to explode. This is mm. something a lot of people experience. Um, yeah. And we do need to take time where we don't have to focus, especially in this day and age. We we are always looking at a screen. We are always taking yeah. in information. We're always trying to juggle it. Oh, I've got to remember that. I've got to do yeah, this. busy um, lives. Actually, doing nothing. Exactly, mm. just doing nothing, but just a little bit. Um, it's good for managing that, but also our own resilience and helping us connect to ourselves as well. So I think a lot of us are quite disconnected to ourselves compared to what people would have been like many years ago. Yeah. What do you think the reason for that is? Is that just like with the rise of social media and like technology and, you know, like comparison and stuff instead of, you know, maybe more of a simpler life? 30, 40, I don't know. I don't know what time to get on it. 50 years ago, <laughs> people are probably going to be listening to this like, <laughs> sharp. <laughs> no, but you're completely, you're completely right. I mean, if we look at the simplicity of what life may have been before, um, even like TV, there was like four channels. You know, yeah. now it's like so, so much choice. Everything that we do, we, this is why people have decision fatigue because everything we do, we've got a million choices now. Literally. It's like, yeah. do you want to watch this streaming service? Do you want to watch this one? And then when you're on there, how many things do you want to watch? Is it a film? Is it a series? What type? We are just, even when we're trying to relax, we have got so much stuff that is kind of constantly being fed to us. Mm. And, um, I think because of, like you say, social media and comparisons and technology, we are just, we are expected to really behave almost like robots, but have yeah. then the emotional intelligence to be able to hold down a relationship, look after our children, mm. be kind and have awareness. Like, it's a lot that's expected mm. of us. Um, and especially on top of that, when people are then not getting enough sleep, not getting enough exercise, not fueling their bodies, not eating well. Um, of course, people struggle, and that's Probably. why we do have a lot of kind of mental health problems and yeah. things rising yeah. and people being very stressed. Um, I mean, the figures are really, really high at the moment. I think mm. there was a, a study done in the UK pre-pandemic, mm. um, and it was one of the biggest studies that has ever been done on stress. And they found that 74% of adults in any given year um, had felt so overwhelmed um, that they felt unable to cope. So that was pre-COVID, three quarters of UK adults felt unable to cope within a year. Yeah. And then mm. you think, well, imagine what that statistic would be now. Uh, yeah. And yeah. to feel unable to cope, that's massive. Mm. Huge. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? That like the biggest cause of, of male death is suicide as well. Like, is that something that I'm sure obviously you deal with or like you understand quite a lot about? Like, what is it that's, why is it that's such a huge statistic these days? Like, why is that happening to, to guys? Like, what's the driver behind that, do you think? Yeah, so you're right there. There is a, you know, it's the highest rates we've ever seen a, um, among males and especially kind of slightly younger males as well. The figures yeah. are just shocking among suicide. Mm. Um, I think there's a couple of things. Um, there's also another statistic that shows three quarters of men feel unable to confide in someone close to them. So I think that is the first kind of point that we need to look at. Men yeah. are feeling as though, in general, they don't know where to go to confide in someone or they don't feel they can confide to someone close to them. Um, the majority of my clients are male. I do coach both male and female, but the majority are male. And a big reason why they don't feel comfortable um, opening up to people around them are things like shame, feeling as though, well, I should be the person that keeps it all together. Yes. I should be the provider. I should be the one that everyone else can lean on. This is expected of me. You know, we've got this toxic masculinity where mm. people, men, and, you know, are expected to show up and maybe not show weakness. And that's really, really tough because we can be strong and feel weak at the same time. Mm being able to speak to someone or have a bad day doesn't equal we're not a strong person whether that's a male or a female mm. actually there's a lot of strength in being open with how how we feel but sadly i think a lot of men don't know where what avenues to take this and so bottle it up and they don't talk and that's something which i'm just so passionate about finding different ways that men feel comfortable with speaking yeah. and and that's a big part of coaching because coaching is quite an aspirational space it's quite a um you know lots of sportsmen have coaches lots of it's something lots of businessmen have coaches it's something where people are being more and more comfortable talking in this space mm. and um yeah i think i think it's good especially when it comes to kind of expectations on males i mean i don't know what your experience of that is yeah, you've you've literally hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like what you said there is is so true because I know that a lot of guys that I speak to, um, you know, they don't want to ask for help. They see it as a sign of weakness in terms of like, why can't I sort my body out myself? You know, why can't I get in shape? Why do I need someone, you know, to tell me what to do to get there? And it's it's I think it's just this like stubborn stubbornness that guys have. And and you know, again, I admit that's probably been me in the past as well with making investments and you know, and just thinking, oh, well, actually, I can probably do that myself. And it just seems to be like a real male trait in terms of, and the the breaking point will be sometimes something quite dramatic that then leads them on to making that decision. And I speak to a lot of guys that will openly tell me, they'll be like, I wish I did this five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, because they realize that just by asking for help and investing in themselves and finding the right person to help them, it just, it saves them like you know, years of like frustration and um, you know, potential unhappiness again. So it's it's definitely more of a male trait, I have to say. I do think that there's obviously going to be some crossovers with, with women as well, but definitely us guys feel like we should try and take responsibility for ourselves and sort these things out. And like, you know, a lot of our coaching is based around 
years of studying and understanding and you know for me nutrition and stuff like that and like it's not something that I would expect anyone to be able to pick up there's a reason as to why you know we're coaches and it's it's you know you have to understand that you're not going to be able to sort these things out potentially like even if you spend hours on the internet researching and looking into youtube and doing all these different things like the actual power of investment and finding someone that um you know has either had your problem and fixed it or is just you know heavily trained in that area like it's it's just invaluable isn't it like it's it's something that i think people need to start realizing and especially when it comes to your mental health as well because that's something that's so important that that is deteriorating and you're not doing anything about it, then there's only really one way that that could go or to the extremity of what we've just spoken about there, which obviously I hope never happens to anyone listening to this podcast at the moment. Well, absolutely. And I think as well, I mean, things may be changing a little bit more now, but we're of a generation where we definitely weren't taught at school, you know, how do we live more meaningful lives or how do we effectively manage relationships or how do we look after ourselves on a very nutritional and yes we had PE and things but it wasn't it wasn't related to real life and and I think there were then these expectations that males and females in different ways in different ways have put on ourselves and we've never been educated otherwise so of course then as a whole, we've got so many people going around um, feeling like they don't know how to keep on top of everything and they've never been taught otherwise. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it goes back to what you said as well in terms of the biggest cure for these things like is, is generally you know investment in like your health, your fitness, into you know, something like your program, I'm sure, in terms of coaching. And often people will gravitate towards the quick fixes, whether that's going to get a doctor and being being prescribed some sort of medicine or in my realm like fat freezing or like some sort of like surgery that's you know going to help them lose weight this is like how people are kind of engraved to think now instead of actually thinking about a proper longer term investment that's you know generally going to change them for the long run not just a really short term fix which is never actually going to get them to where they want to get to so absolutely and it, it almost links to that, like we were talking at the beginning about this kind of sustainable happiness. Anything that is a quick fix, yeah, it's exactly what it says on the tin. But if you are wanting to actually create a different life for yourself that you can lean on and that you can actually feel fulfilled by, mm-hmm. it's it's not a it's not a quick fix. It's a this is a this is a plan for the next rest of my life essentially, and, and actually love the thought of that and get excited by it and enjoy it it's we've been so again conditioned that we need to get things really quickly and we live in this world where we want something to eat it's there in five minutes okay (laughs) in in dubai it's like 30 seconds you're literally getting a delivery so yeah (laughs) instant out here is like on steroids so crazy (laughs) but no i couldn't agree more but it's yeah but it's like You know, I think anything that is good in our lives, it takes work, even if that is, even if that's a relationship with someone we love, even if that's a job we love, like it all takes work. And it's no different when it comes to whether it's our our bodies or our mind. We can't just, like I said earlier, we can't just wait for a miracle to happen or hope for the best. We have to put something in. And by putting stuff in, that actually makes us feel more fulfilled. So it does yeah. even have a positive knock-on effect anyway. 
might yeah. be hard work, but it doesn't mean it doesn't feel fulfilling. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's interesting as well because having been injured recently and not been able to train for you know the best part of seven weeks, which was like oh, yeah. the first time in my entire life, especially since I started training, got into coaching, that I generally couldn't exercise at all. Like I couldn't do that. I could still control my diet, but even during that period, I found that challenging at times. I found it difficult to not be able to do the stuff I've been doing for a long time. And that for me was kind of a bit of a reality check as well in terms of just how important like your health, your fitness and just regular exercise generally is. Because I mean, I know like my energy, my productivity, like wasn't as good as it was before. I mean, I even thought to myself during that period of time that for that like six week period or seven week period being back in the UK, I was just going to dial in on work and get loads done and feel incredible and scale, scale the business and stuff like that, which just isn't, isn't, wasn't the reality at all because I knew that I wasn't feeling as good in myself. You know, I felt sluggish and that just, again, demonstrates the importance of just how important a healthy lifestyle is, regular exercise. Like you said earlier, going out and walking in nature, I, I couldn't even do that for the first few weeks. So I was generally just sat at home doing nothing. Um, oh and it sucked. God. It sucked. So it's, it's so true. Like these tips and things like generally building a healthy lifestyle, eating properly, it's so important for your mental health. I think even more than your physical health in some ways, sometimes like, again, like for me in that seven week period, my physique didn't really change much. Like it didn't really to the eye, it wouldn't have looked much different, but mentally I didn't feel as good. I, I noticed a big decline in that. So getting back into exercise now, I'm like, wow, I feel incredible again. It's back to kind of how I was before, even though it's not quite where I'd like it to be, like it's, it's a lot better. So it's, um, yeah, it's a huge, again, like, I suppose reinforcing the point of just why we need to be exercising regularly, eating well, um, being healthy and doing the things that we've, we've listed in this podcast. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to keep your mindset strong when something happened that was out of your control. Mm. And for a lot of people in that position could have just thought, you know, life is over for this next however long because I can't do what I want to do. And then they get in this negative spiral, whereas actually you had the strength in your mindset to, to power through that. And that's not easy. People do really struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. It was testing at times, but (laughs) we got that. Luckily I had my, uh, my lovely mother to look after me for six weeks or seven weeks, whatever Aww. it was. Like, fortunate, blessed, and a nice, a nice dog there as well, which is another, I suppose, another like oh, a well. little gem to help you stay happy and content, like pets and stuff like that. Um, I know that a lot of, kind of yeah, just generally doing stuff. Anyway, um, this has been, I'm sure, really valuable. I think there's a lot of insights that you've given, yeah, huge amounts of knowledge in your area. What I always like to finish the podcast on, I suppose, is is a bit of a kind of a nugget or a question that um, hopefully people can take some value away from. So anyone listening to this now, if you had to just give them, you know, one tip, like one actionable step that they can take on their journey at the moment to uh, improve their happiness, mm-hmm. improve their health, their fitness, like what would that, that one thing be if you could summarize that, which I know is quite difficult because there's probably 101 things that you could <laughs> advise on. There are, there are lots of things, but I think the one that I feel quite passionate about is if you're looking to feel happier, feel more fulfilled, I would suggest you go and have a little think about what like a couple of your kind of top strengths are as a person. Mm. So for example, um, if communicating is a, a really good strength of yours, 
then go away and have a think about how you can bring that into more areas of your life that matter to you. If you're a great communicator, but you're spent in a job, you know, on a computer all day, just tapping into your computer, you're not, you're not exerting your strengths. Mm. Um, so go away, think about your strengths and find ways to incorporate them in different areas of your life, your hobbies, you as a parent, you as a partner, how can you bring more of your strengths into your life? Because the more we bring them into our day-to-day lives, the more fulfilled we feel, rather than waiting for when we do that one thing once a year where we love it and then we don't do it for the rest of the year. We need to lean into our strengths and find ways to bring them to life more during our everyday life. And yeah, that would definitely be something I would say to go away and have a think about. Love that. Interesting. Where, if someone's listening to this and they kind of are unsure of maybe what their strengths are at the moment, like what's a way in which they can kind of identify that? So I can, if they want to contact me, I've got a whole kind of worksheet on how you can identify your strengths. Nice. Um, or I can pop a link to, um, there's some great um, strength-based kind of questionnaires online. I can give you the link to share mm. where you can actually go and answer some questions and it comes up with some of your strengths and then you can you can have to think about them and think, okay, yeah, how do I install more of these in my life? Amazing. I'll um, leave a link in the show notes so people can either go and check out your worksheet or go and find a website in which, because I think that's really interesting. I might even do that myself, maybe try and find out what I'm missing at the moment, (laughs) where I can dial in on (laughs) what are my strengths. Yeah, and then you can live your life with more. You think, oh, actually, yeah, I'm really good at this, so I want to do more of it. And then you feel better about yourself as a result. And that's what this is all about. We want to be living better, happier, more fulfilling lives. Yeah, 100%. Love that. Where can people find out a bit more about you, Sahela? Where's like the best place for them where you hang out? Um, so probably either following me on Instagram or mm. on my website. Um, so my Instagram handle is at Sahela Sophia Coaching, mm. and I will spell that for you. It's S for sugar, O H A I L A. And Sophia is spelled S-O-P-H-I-A and then coaching. But and maybe you can add it on here as well. Amazing. Because it is a little yeah. bit of a mouthful and spelling is a bit <laughs> I will do. I'll add it into the, the show notes as well. Um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Honestly, I think this has given so much value and it's good to have a different insight into just the, the normal kind of nutrition and, and the training and actually going into more of the mental side of things, which has been hugely viable. Even I've learned a lot from this too. So thank you so much for giving your time and, um, and coming on. No, thank you. I've loved our conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Amazing. Well, guys, if you have enjoyed this episode, share to your story, uh, tag me and Sahela in it. Um, Also make sure you're liking the podcast, following for future episodes, and I'll catch you in the next podcast.